Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the prophet Jeremiah chapter 11. I hope to complete the entire chapter today. That is the Navi Yirmiyahu, Parak Yud Aleph. This is Saul Weinreb, the host for your podcast. At the end of chapter 10, we finished with what was really a prayer, either by the prophet or the people of Israel or both, asking God that if he needs to punish, if he is going to release his anger and wrath upon the people, to begging him to do it in a, in a just and fair way and not in an indiscriminate way, and then asking him to pour his wrath against the others, those that have never turned to God, those that have never humbled themselves before him, those that have never been willing to to um, to live a just and righteous lifestyle as opposed to the Jewish people that at least when they're praying are begging God to look at the fact that they do have some redeeming virtues despite the fact that so far we've been learning all about the, the lack of virtue and the reason for the oncoming destruction. That's the context of the beginning of chapter 11. Today's chapter in general reads pretty simply. There isn't a lot of difficulty in translation. It speaks for itself. <laughs> so um shouldn't be too difficult to read through the entire thing today. So let's start. Chapter 11, verse 1. Hadavor asher hayo el me'it adonai lemar. The word, the 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 word which was spoken to Yermiyahu, to the prophet, from God himself saying as follows so the davar is the word meaning this is the message which god is telling yermio that he should give to the people shimu et listen to the words the conditions of this covenant god is now referring back to the original covenant that he made with the jewish people at sinai the covenant that included you be my people, you obey my rules, my ways, live the kind of lifestyle that I am asking you to, and then you will be my special people upon the earth, and you will be able to bring the, my message to the entire world. That special covenant, which is not just a deal, but uh, as I've heard many times uh uh, the former chief rabbi of England, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, frequently speaks about this subject, the difference between a covenant and a contract. Contract being two people essentially looking out for their own interests, going into a contract saying, I do X, Y, Z, you do A, B, C, and this way we both benefit. Um, but it's done essentially each person with their own self-interest. However, a covenant is one where it binds two parties into an agreement that creates one entity. This berit, this covenant, is what Jeremiah is talking about or referring to here. The covenant between God and the Jewish people, which unfortunately um, God is now telling the Jewish people that they are not keeping their side of the bargain. So, Vidibartem, I want you to speak El Ish Yehuda to the people of Yehuda. This is in a language of singular, as if the people of Judah are all one person. Be al Yushfei Yerushalayim, and to those who reside in Jerusalem. 
and I want you to say to them. This is verse 3. Ko amar Israel. So says God, the Lord of Israel. Arur ha'ish. Cursed be the man. Asher lo yishma et That does not listen and does not pay attention to the terms of this covenant. Asher tziviti et avotechem. This is verse 4. This covenant that I commanded your forefathers a long time ago, biyom hotzi'i otomayaretmitzrayim, and the day that I took them out of the land of Egypt, mikur habarzal from the iron crucible. We've had many times so far in the first ten chapters of Jeremiah the reference to uh, the creation of the people of Israel as a smelting of metal, uh, a uh, a um, removing the impurities of the metal. So this is another reference to that. You were in a kur habarzel, the 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 suffering of Egypt purified the people, and I took you out of there as a pure people. Lamar saying as follows: Shimu bekoli, just listen to what I tell you. God says, "Asistemosam," and do the commandments that I tell you. I'm like everything I command you, and then vihitem lilaam, you will be for me as my nation. And I will be for you as your God. I did this in order to fulfill the oath that I made to your forefathers. I was going to give you a land flowing with milk and honey like you have today. I made them a promise and I did this in order to bring you to this land so that we can develop this bond and relationship. And then the prophet says to God, and I said, and I answered God, Amen, Adonai. I said, Amen. In other words, yes, I will convey this message to the people. Continue in verse 6, And then God said to me, I want you to call out all of these things that I'm telling you in all of the cities of Yehuda, in the streets of Jerusalem, as follows, Listen to the words of this covenant and do them. This is crucial because God is asking the people to do the things that he commanded them. He wants action. This is crucial and this is the main idea that we're going to see in the next few verses. What I want is action and not, and not prayer as we're about to see. Ki because I have repeatedly said over and over again to your forefathers, from the day I took them out of the land of Egypt until today, I have repeated this message over and over. I have persistently stated this. That you need to listen to what I tell you. You need to listen to my commands. This is what I want from you. I want action, not prayer. Not, not um, sacrifice, not ritual, but what I want is action. But they did not listen. They didn't turn their ears towards me and listen. And each man went on his own way. When it came to action, they each figured, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. They all went on their own way. Therefore, I will bring upon them at Kol all of the things that I said when I made this covenant. Because part of the covenant was that if you don't listen 
not only will you not become the special nation of God, but you're going to be punished. Um, I mean, you did become the special nation of God, but because of that covenant, you will be punished if you do not obey these rules, these ideas that I am conveying to you. The things that I commanded for you to do, but you did not do them. And then God said to me, that seems that there is a, the best translation I saw for Kesher is a conspiracy. There's the people among Yehuda, and the, those that reside in Jerusalem, they seem to have this, this idea that they all got together and banded together and decided to, um, to act together in rebellion. The, this is a little bit of a hint of a reference to something we're going to read about in just a few verses near the end of this chapter of an actual conspiracy which was meant to kill Yirmiyahu, to kill the prophet because they didn't want to listen anymore to his admonishments. But, but, it, but what it's really referring to is that there's almost a conspiracy of the people who got together and decided not to listen to the words of God. They have to talk to each other and convince each other of this rather than listen to the prophet Yermio. And what did they do with this conspiracy? What is it? Shavu This is verse 10. They went back to the sins of their forefathers or Rishonim way back when. The ones asher The ones who refused to hear my words. And they decided to go to go after other gods, to worship them. It was easier. All they needed to do was perform some rituals in front of an idol and then feel like they did what they needed to do. That's the path they chose. They chose the easy way. Rather than listen to me because I demanded action. The house of Israel and the house of Judah, they broke at preaching my promise. That I made with their forefathers. And at this point, the Beit Israel, the northern kingdom, had already suffered the ultimate fate of destruction, and only the Beit Yehuda is left. And Yermio, the prophet, is now having to warn them that they are about to suffer the same fate. Therefore, so says God, because they are acting in this way, I am going to bring upon them an evil one which they will not be able to escape. They will cry out to me, I will not listen. Why? Because what I'm asking for is not crying. What I'm asking for is not prayer. What I'm asking for is action. And if they respond with prayer, then they will not be able to get out of this because they missed the entire point. So what are they going to do? Since they want to pray, and that since they want to do rituals and sacrifices, and I don't listen in the temple, so they're going to go, Vihalchu, verse 12, those people that live in the cities of Judah and those that reside in Jerusalem, they will go, Vizaku el Elohim, they're going to go out and cry to those gods, Asherim the ones to whom they bring incense. But of course, those gods will not save them during the time of their suffering. You have so many gods. Every city has their own one. If there's a hundred cities in Judah, each one has their own god. And as many as there are streets in Jerusalem, 
Santem is bechot laboset. You have put up for shame because the, the the as we've seen several times, the the idols called are just called shame. Lekater uh, to bring incense to the idol of Baal. And then to emphasize the point of what it is that God really wants, verse 14, Viata and you, Altit Balel Ba'ado do not even pray because of this nation. We've had this phrase several times over and over again in Jeremiah so far. Don't pray. Don't raise your voice in the, on their behalf in song and prayer. It's not going to help. That's not what I'm looking for. Ki any shomea. I will not listen. Be'es kar'om elai. At the times when they call out to me. In other words, when they call out to me in prayer, when you call out to me in prayer, that's not going to help. Be'adra'asam because of their evil. The reason why I'm not listening, the reason why I'm punishing them is because they are bad. In order to fix that, um, they have to stop being bad. Not pray to me. Now this last term here, ba'adra asam, because of their evil, can be translated in several ways. It can be translated when they call out to me because of the evil that is befallen upon them. I will not listen. I read it deliberately. Read it differently. When they call out to me, I will not listen. Ba'adra asam because of their ra'a, because of their evil. And let's look at verse fourteen, fifteen. Ma Why should my beloved, meaning God is still referring to the people, the people of Yehuda, the people of Judah, as his beloved people. But what are they doing in my house? Asota Hamazimata Harabim. They are the, this my beloved is doing the, the so many evil and devious uh, plans and uh, mazimata means plans and conspiracies and 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 um, devious uh, um, ideas and uh, just to that, that's what they're doing. They come into my house while they're conspiring to do all kinds of immoral and and unethical and and evil acts. and they the the um, holy flesh, in other words, these the sacraments, the the um, the sacrifices that they bring, they get rid of them from upon you. Kira asechi az alozi. When is it that you're happy? When is it that you uh, are celebrating? When 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 you're doing your evil, you're not happy and celebrating when you do good. That's the kind of happiness that I want to see. I'm not interested in watching you come to my house to pray when you're again this is emphasizing the point i don't want your prayer if your actions are are wrong if your actions are immoral especially even worse when you drive it in the point that when you do those evils that's how you seek happiness that's how you seek enjoyment i want you to seek enjoyment in proper behavior in proper worship in proper moral life Zayit Ra'anon, this is verse 16, Yefei pritohar kara Adonai Shemeich. I used to, God used to call you the, a, a beautiful uh, Ra'anon, I saw translated a verdant green olive tree. 
uh, the Radak points out that an olive tree never loses its leaves, it's always green. So it's compared to the people who are Isaiah Dranon, they were always green, always full of beauty. The beauty of, 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 of uh, fruit, which, which is just described in, in a beautiful way, fresh, beautiful, juicy fruit. That's how what God used to call you. But however, unfortunately, and with a sound of great tumultuousness, of great noise, God has then come and lit the entire tree on fire, and he has broken and destroyed the branches of the tree that was once beautiful. This is just a comparison of what Israel was, how beautiful they were, and how bad they've become, and what is happening because of that. Verse 17, And who was it that planted that beautiful tree? It was God who planted you. He is the one who spoke that evil should now happen to you. And why did he do that? Because of the evil of the people of Israel. Again, a reference to both the northern and southern kingdom. Northern kingdom already having suffered exile and destruction. And the southern kingdom is now about to and should have learned that lesson. Asher Asulahem that which they did, in order to anger me, they did it in such a way that it angered me, like to bring incense to the idols, to the Baal. These last few verses with which we end the chapter are a reference, first clear and open reference we have to the reaction of the people against the prophet Yermio, and we're going to have a lot of this as this book continues. And that is the, the people having listened to Yermio's speeches, instead of taking heed and changing their ways and, and, and trying to avert the disaster, they wanted to um, hurt the messenger, which unfortunately is so often the case. When the messenger tells you something you don't want to hear, then let's just get rid of the messenger. So this is a reference to the people of Anatot, his own hometown, that were um, that wanted to kill him. There was a plot to kill Yermio to get rid of him, so that they shouldn't have to listen to this anymore. Some say that um, because Yermio was most likely allied with Yoshio, Josiah the king, who at this time was trying to, who was a, who was a righteous king, and he was trying to get rid of all of these altars that are set up around town, set up around the entire countryside of Judah and bring the centralized worship back to only God in the temple and get rid of all of the idol worship. The Anatot, which was a city of priests, was probably also making a hefty profit by being priests to, um, to other gods besides the, the real true God. And they particularly would have had it out for Yermio, uh, for Jeremiah, because he's, he's here ruining their, um, their gig, so to speak. That's just a little bit of conjecture, but one can certainly imagine this to be the case. But either way, the prophet then speaks and says, God let me know he showed me. Remember, God has told Jeremiah, go look in the streets. Look at all the people. Find someone. Find people that are good. God told Jeremiah to inspect, to look, to talk, to find. See what's going on. And unfortunately, what he found was 
God showed me the things that they are that they are cooking up, the plots and plans that they are cooking up. Ba'ani and I says the prophet, Kikheves aluf yuvalit I am like a sheep, a um a calm sheep that's now being brought being brought to the to slaughter. Um the um uh, uh, the the uh, I I did not realize I did not know I didn't know at first that it was about me that everyone was plotting that they were actually wanted to kill me. What they were saying was we wanna we want to um, destroy the tree with its with lachmo. Uh, with its um, uh, with its fruit, um, uh, 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 let's cut him off from the land of the living. I didn't realize they were saying things around me about cutting down the tree, saying in metaphorical ways. But what they meant was that we can get rid of Jeremiah, we can get rid of the prophet, and we won't even need to remember him. No one will talk about him. We can go along with our merry lives. However. So that's what I found out when I did the inspection that God told me to do. Unfortunately, I found out that everyone was conspiring against me personally, says the prophet. However, God, the Lord God, is a shofet tzedek. He is a true and righteous judge. He looks into and he knows what's going on in people's hearts and people's minds and their insides. I will see my vengeance against those that plot against me, because, because I, says Yermiyahu, I don't fight by fighting back with them. I fight by leaving my fight up to you, God. I have, I found, this is what I have found. I tell this to you, God, and I trust in you that you will take the proper vengeance. This is a tremendous lesson of strength that most, when if someone were to hear about um, this kind of um, plot against their life, uh, our natural instinct would be to fight back. But that's not what the instinct that Yermio had. And also he knew that if he would fight back, then he would have no chance at delivering his message. Instead, he turned, he turned to God and t- told God, this is what I have found. And he had trust and faith that God will take justice. Lachain, therefore, verse 21, call my Adonai Alanche Anatot. So says God to the people of Anatot, Hamavakshimet, Nafshachalimor, those that seek to kill you, saying as follows What are they saying? They're saying, Stop, stop saying all of your, your prophecies in God's name. If you just be quiet and stop saying all these prophecies, then you, we're not, we won't kill you. This is what they're saying. However, Lachain in verse 22, therefore, because they're speaking this way, so says God, I am going to remember them. I am taking this into account. Habachurim, the ones who are the young men that are typically the most uh, biggest rabble rousers, 
they are going to die by the sword. Even their children, because they will die in hunger because they won't be able to support support their families. In the end, the sinners, the people that work against you, the people that act this way, they are going to be gone with no remnant. While you, Jeremiah, or Miyahu, as we see on this very day of this podcast, will remain forever. Your teachings will last forever. At the time when it's time to remember them, I am going to bring them evil upon them and destruction upon them. I know this wasn't the most cheerful chapter, but still a very important chapter with a lot of lessons. Thank you so much for studying Yumiyo chapter 11 together with me. Looking forward to continuing the study of this book together.